This is HPR episode 2401 entitled Music Theory Harakiri. It is hosted by the dude and is about 16 minutes long and carries an explicit flag. The summary is a show on music theory and figuring out what viewers on here actually want with a music theory show. This episode of HPR is brought to you by anhonesthost.com. Get 15% discount on all shared hosting with the offer code HPR15. That's HPR15. Better web hosting that's honest and fair at anhonesthost.com. This is the dude here, uh, going to be talking about some, uh, music theory, but before I get into that, um, I just want to say, uh, sorry for not, uh, continuing the, uh, Tick Conspiracy. I got really busy, uh, over the summer with, uh, music projects, so therefore, um, I didn't really have time to podcast, but now I pretty much kind of do. Not that my music projects are gone, but, uh, stuff's kind of calmed down a little bit. But anyway, um, I'm not quite sure what Hacker Public Radio expects from a music theory show or not, but I guess, uh, I guess talk about the basics at first, you know, um, we have, uh, shall we say the definition of music theory is pretty much, and this is just me uh, explaining this off the top of my head, how people write music and the possibilities that you can have with writing music. And uh, I like to start with clefs, which uh, aren't necessarily show you what key something's in, but uh, it definitely shows... um, which octave range uh there's three main clefs there's a uh, bass and treble which are the uh two most common and then you also have uh the uh tenor clef also known as the c clef because it helps you find middle c but anyway uh this is going to be hard to uh describe uh, without, you know, showing it via video or anything, but, um, I'm gonna start off with, uh, how to read each clef, and, uh, the different techniques to, you know, pretty much read music, because learning how to, like, read where the notes are, are essential step one for, uh, music theory. But anyway, uh, we're gonna start the treble clef, because that's what usually what everybody starts with. Now, the treble clef is also known as the G clef, because it actually helps you find G. And the treble clef is that one, when you look at sheet music, it's the one that looks like a weird S figure eight. 
And the cool thing about that, the reason why it's called G clef is because it helps you find the note of G. And uh, that curly Q that's in the middle of the thing will go through the uh, G line. Sometimes it'll just touch it, but if they're fancy, it goes a little bit over. I mean, not over, but under it. And that's how you find that. Uh, and then you can just go uh, alphabetically from uh, um, space to line, space to line, space to line. And then you can do that backwards as well. However, if that's a little bit too difficult for you, uh, you can always think of the, uh, damn it, I can't remember what the heck they're called, but, uh, it's where you, uh, use a phrase to, uh, remember a pattern, and, uh, remember the, uh, pattern, uh, every good boy does fine. And that will tell you the notes that are on each line, which uh, would go uh, E, G, uh, B, D, and F. And then for the spaces is uh, F, A, C, E, which spells out face. So you got that right there. And usually that helps me remind that. So every good boy does fine and uh, bass. All right, for the bass clef, that's the one that looks like a squiggly line with like two dots. Now, the cool thing is, is that it's also known as the F clef, which helps you find F. And uh, the line that's between the two dots will be F. So you can go alphabetically up and alphabetically in reverse to find each uh, uh, note for each space and line that way. And uh, again, with the uh, mnemonics, that's what it is. So yeah, mnemonics. The mnemonic for that, uh, for the lines, is uh, good boys do fine always. So you go from G all the way up to A. So you have a uh, good, which, yeah, Good G, all right. Uh, boy is B, so G B, fine. That's F, so G F. Sorry, no, not good boys do fine. Yeah, sorry, it's G D, B uh, D F L N uh, A for that. L N for the spaces. It's all cars. Uh, eat gas or all cows eat grass. I'll go with all cows eat grass because that makes more sense. But anyway, it's uh, A C E G for the spaces. And uh, usually you'll have like your uh, baritones and you know basses because obviously it's the bass clef. The uh, lower instruments or uh, lower voices will go off a of bass. Ellen uh, for um, treble, that'd be your higher, uh, instruments and your, um, higher voices. Now, there is one more clef, like I said, the, uh, tenor clef, the C clef. Um, that helps you find middle C. Uh, it's, the clef looks like a line and there's like a reverse three. But anyway, in, 
the middle line that breaks the thing and has the line that's touching the middle of it will be middle C. And then, uh, you just go alphabetically up from there and down from there. Now, um, I don't have any mnemonics for that one because uh, it's not used commonly. So, uh, my guess to you is uh, if you can't uh, think of uh, going up or down with the uh, notes, uh, my suggestion is come up with your mnemonic and that will really, really help. Alright, uh, next thing I should also talk about is, uh, leisure lines, and those are lines that aren't on, like, the, uh, uh, lines that are provided in sheet music, uh, they're notes that, uh, are added with, like, a, something that looks like a hyphen, you know, they just add a little bit up top because they go off of what's the lines and spaces provided. Uh, with those, you're pretty much going to have to uh, um, uh, go up the or down the alphabet to figure those out. Although I will say at the bottom of the uh, scale for the treble clef, if there is a uh, note with like a line through it, just one on the bottom, way on the bottom of the cleft, uh, that's middle C. And you, to remember that, it's like Saturn C. And uh, that should really help. Um, and the stuff above, uh, I know there's other names that you can, you can come up with everything on there, so that would really help you to identify each thing, or at least to memorize each thing if you give each little note that's on ledger lines a name. <sighs> but anyway, uh, let's see, what else can I think of? Um, I think I should also uh, talk about, like, uh, time signatures, uh, since, uh, well, first I should probably talk about notes before uh, time signatures. That way, uh, each note, you know what it is to help you with the uh, time signatures. Anyway, uh, we have uh, different types of notes. Uh, you have, like, the uh, colored-in dot with, like, a line without any flags. That is a quarter note. The reason why it's called a quarter note, because in standard 4-4 four, four time, it's one beat and it takes four for an entire measure. And then what a measure is, is uh, uh, a pretty much like a group of notes. And the end of a measure, they usually split it off into like lines. It's different sections of like a piece of music. That's really, I can say, my own... Uh, words. <laughs> uh, I'm pretty sure there's a more complicated definition out there if you really want to look that up. But um, anyway, uh, we're back to uh, the quarter note. Now, if the dot's not filled in, it is a half note. 
and if it's just like the dot that's open, then it is a uh, whole note. So that'd be like one, two, and uh, four. So each is divided. So there's two quarter notes and a half note, oh, and four quarter notes and a whole note. And uh, depending on when you look at it, there's uh, flags on some that are just like uh, the quarter notes that are filled in with flags. If there's one, it's an eighth note. If there's two, it's a sixteenth note. And you just keep on dividing after each um, flag. But anyway, now that's being said, Ellen, I've already talked about the uh, measure. We're going to go into uh, time signatures. We're going to explain with like 4-4. Four, 4-4 four. Four, four means that there's uh, four notes. Uh, not really four notes, but four beats per measure. So that's... Uh, um, how many like uh rhythmic pulses I guess I can say, but uh an example of like you know pretty much you know if I could be you know with four four it'd be like four beats per major. Sorry, I'm mumbling, but uh I'm kind of holding on to my um microphone here with my mouth, so um hold on a second, like this would be uh four four. So yeah, one, two, three, four. Alright, oh and uh that would be four beats. Now to figure out which note counts as one beat, that'd be the other four. So four four, you'd have four beats per measure, Ellen uh uh which note gets the counted as one beat and with there's and within four four it is the quarter note that gets one beat. Now if we had it as like uh four two then the half note would uh be one beat. And with that being said, that uh is pretty much the basics um of uh music theory. Uh hopefully I'll be able to do this more often and uh go into more detail with uh different music theory stuff um i also uh encourage others to um you know uh give me suggestions on exactly what to do with like the music theory thing like is it just to explain like different uh music theory concepts, uh, make it as, like, a music theory tutorial that I kind of did at first, or pretty much talk about, like, uh, music that has, like, uh, weird takes upon, uh, music theory. So, let me know. But anyway, I am the dude, so, uh, I'll see you guys, uh, in the, uh, next episode. You've been listening to Hacker Public Radio at hackerpublicradio.org. 
We are a community podcast network that releases shows every weekday, Monday through Friday. Today's show, like all our shows, was contributed by an HBR listener like yourself. If you ever thought of recording a podcast, then click on our contribute link to find out how easy it really is. Hacker Public Radio was founded by the Digital Dog Pound and the Infonomicon Computer Club and is part of the binary revolution at binrev.com. If you have comments on today's show, please email the host directly, leave a comment on the website or record a follow-up episode yourself. Unless otherwise stated, today's show is released under a Creative Commons Attribution Sharealike 3.0 license.